what is up what is up it is your girl your hostess with the most aesthetically dope hey i know i've been gone for quite some time but i am happy to be back i'm happy to be healthy i'm happy to be here and i am super excited to just share with you guys what i've been up to what i've been doing um the reason for my hiatus and all that and i I'm excited to get back to doing what I enjoy doing and yeah so let's go ahead and just get into it (laughs) cue that intro all right so let me start by saying that this episode is long overdue I was not intending to take such a long hiatus but life happens. Um, I have, I recorded an episode uh, and never actually posted it or whatever, but I I may at a later date post it um, just like as a bonus episode or something. But I just want to talk about like what's been happening uh, in my life and any updates with my health. So starting with health. All right. I was diagnosed with idiopathic intracranial hypertension. You already know that papilledemia which is swelling in the optic nerve um and they were trying to find out what caused it the the reason for the pressure is the idiopathic intracranial hypertension um but there's a there's a reason for the idiopathic intracranial hypertension <laughs> um so they suspect i have narrowing veins um which my the PAC for the neuro- neurosurgeon basically was like, you're probably born this way with, with these veins like this. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, but anyways, so there was another uh, MRI done. And in that MRI, the, the neurologist there thinks I had a stroke at some point, um, what's known as CVST, which is a, a stroke that mainly affects um, children and it affects adults, but children, teenagers, young adults. Um, so at some point she, she listed that I probably had a stroke at some point and that was what it was. That's what caused the idiopathic intracranial hypertension. And I couldn't tell you when that happened. I don't know. There's a number of episodes in my life where I'm like, this could have happened at this point. Um, but it, it occurred. So now, (laughs) um, once I got the diagnosis last year, you know, I had to go through so many tests. I started a medication that made me insane, insufferable and insane. And that was Diamox Acezolamide is the generic. Um, and man, that junk will mess you up. If you have to take it for altitude sickness, I am so sorry. But if you take it every day, 500 mils, like, oh my God, it is the worst. Like you, you're, you're exhausted. It, it, it messes with your mood it was just the worst (laughs) so now that I am um off of the medication let me tell you what happened how I got off the medication I had um (laughs) I had a test done which was a cerebral a cerebral angiogram which is where they go through the artery um in the groin and Um, and they monitor through the vein, the other side of the groin, and they basically stick a microscope from the groin all the way up to your brain 
to um, view the the veins in your brain. So I had that done and it confirmed that I had um, venous stenosis, which is the narrowing of the veins, um, transvenous stenosis, something like that. And, and in there, um, in that finding, that is why I became a candidate, a candidate for a stent. I had, my stent was rejected at first. Um, and then it was approved. Finally, at the last hour, it was approved. And I had my brain stent placed December 14th, 2023. And I have been on blood thinners, which is Plavix and aspirin, low-dose aspirin, uh, since a little bit before that and now after. And I am, dude, I'm totally bruised up. Like, I bump into things and I get a bruise and... I bruise so easily now. I got old people's skin, as my doctor said. She said it, not me. Those were words out of her mouth. You, you know, you now have, like, old people's skin, so you're going to bruise easily, you know? I was like, fuck. <laughs> Damn. Um, and then, you know, I was I was supposed to do my physical. I actually saw my doctor today, my regular physician. And oh, I'm sleepy this morning, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, she goes... She said it numerous times. Well, you had brain surgery. You had brain surgery. And I I never thought of it like I had brain surgery. Because I, I, I've, I've often read that getting a stent placement is um, not brain surgery. The same as getting a stent placed in your heart. If you, the same way as mine is. I guess it's different for the heart. Maybe it is considered. It's not open heart surgery, you know, they're not cutting open your chest, but it's, I guess, heart surgery. So I guess you could say I had brain surgery because I have a piece of metal in my head. So now I have a stent, um, what's known as a self-expanding um, stent. It's like a mesh little, little thing. Um, it's, it's literally like, like an inch in diameter. Um, it can expand, I should say, up to an inch in diameter. Yeah, and it's self-expanding, and I think it's about, like, it's quite long. It's quite long, <laughs> um, and it's towards the base of my brain to allow the fluids to drain out of my head. So, there's that. And then I do, I have, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I had the stint placed... And I am doing better now that I am off of the Diamox. I still, it for for a while when I took the when I was getting off the Diamox, the shelf life was really long, so I still had um like effects of it. It took about three weeks to wear off. And now that I don't take the Diamox, I'm back on just my aspirin Plavix, and I take Vyvanse for my binge eating and my ADHD, which I have ADHD. And what's interesting, though, is I still, I'm still moody. Like, I am still moody. I am still very, very moody. Um, and that's because I think because I have the generic Vyvanse, which I've never taken the generic Vyvanse before. I, I don't know what it is about this particular generic manufacturer, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've read a lot of other studies too. Not studies, but a lot of other um, people who are taking the gen different generics from different manufacturers are like, mm, they're all having different side effects. 
Um, I feel like this generic that I have is really strong compared to the usual. And I don't, I didn't have as many side effects with my regular, um, Vyvanse. Yeah. And I don't have to take my acid reflux medication as I haven't had to take it in a while. And that makes me super happy. And I actually can't take it while I'm on the, the Plavix. Um, it interacts with it. So there's that. <laughs> so health wise, I am doing so, so much better. I had to take a hiatus like a lot last year from, from being able to work proficiently I just could not focus the brain fog the the mood swings the, it was just it was so much everything I was hypersensitive to to everything to everything and when things wouldn't things that wouldn't usually bother me bothered me and I would get hyper focused and hyper upset about things that normally I would brush off and it was just getting, it was getting ridiculous. So I'm so happy to not have that shit no more. Um, but I can't say that it was all my medication. I can't say it was all me either. People are literally pushing my buttons <laughs> and they, they don't want to, they don't want to admit that they were doing that, but they motherfucking was pushing my goddamn buttons. Um, so update <sighs> complete on health. Now let's go into update on my just life situation. We'll talk about, we'll, we'll go into just life situation. <laughs> I have a cat. <laughs> um, she, okay, this, this cat came up. Look, this is, this is the coolest story. She's the coolest thing. I absolutely love her. Her name is Moon. I named her Moon. Um, it was originally going to be Bumper. And that's a whole story that's hilarious, but I'll get into it. So, um, my, oh God, there's so much, there's so much to cover. I can't cover it all in this, this episode. I'll try to get to it. But so at the time I had a friend, um, MJ and she was, uh, her car broke down. So we went and gave her a jump and then we brought her back to our house so we could test her car. Well, when we brought her back to our house, my sister was with me because she's going through a divorce and we were talking through things with her and what ended up happening was Michelle was high as shit because <laughs> she was actually where we picked her up from was the dispensary and anyway she was high as shit so she um and she backed up because of the way my driveway is shaped like a the letter p and she she backed into my sister's car but my sister has a large SUV and it barely sustained it th didn't do any damage at all and she ended up with a giant dent <laughs> in her car and her husband's there because her husband drove over after he got off work and he's like yo this is what I'm talking about because he stopped smoking weed um last year like in March and she's just continued to for her anxiety and stuff and he's just he stops and he's like this is what I'm talking about like Michelle you can't be smoking and driving it was and Michelle was like I feel so bad and we were all cool it was whatever it was like how you not see she was just that high but as soon as she hit my sister's car um and and drove away and all stuff so we're me and my sister and my boyfriend are talking outside about it and this little cat comes up out of nowhere just 
like, hey, I'm a cat. I saw the whole thing. Um, I just want to say hello. And she was just so cute and meowing, meowing. And me, I was like, don't feed the cat. Like, come on now. I'm, I'm just telling everybody, like, let the, okay, she's cute. But, like, let her be the, the, the cat outside. But she was so friendly. And she let us pet her. My sister drove. She's like, well, I'm going to feed her. So she drove and got um, food. And then she brought her the food and then we fed her the food and then long story short she is a very very docile cat who really likes people um and I have become her person like she follows me around like a shadow uh we tried to have her indoor outdoor so she has a gps but lately she had been jumping going across the street which previously she didn't go across the street um from our side neighbor's house like she like we have a large property like I tell y'all this I have an acre and a half you know and so I have several neighbors along the side of me because of the the length of the property it's lower of a flag lot and she jumps the fence over to the other neighbor's house like right next door to us and then from that neighbor's jungle of a yard she crosses that street over there so the street um that's parallel to our house not in front of our house and she, so I've noticed she's been going over there to into this other property that has a lot of trees and stuff and so uh, because of that she's now an indoor cat she she lost her outside outside cat privileges and so she tries to escape all the time and I'm like no you can't escape but we still keep a GPS on her for that reason but now she's like a toddler she when we took her to the vet she has all her shots she we got her fixed she was less than a year old and everyone swears that she was someone's pet that they just let her outside and I'm just telling them like I don't think that's the case you can actually have cats that are born in the in the streets born wild that do not behave uh feral and so although she might have been born feral she is an American they put that she's a Bombay because she's a black cat um and because of her behavior climbing trees um uh just her she she her eye color she might be a mix with Bombay but I'm gonna be honest with you she is an American domestic long hair (laughs) that is what she is she has um a very shaggy looking coat that's very bushy um, not super bushy like a Maine Coon, but she actually has the Maine Coon little face, but she's a very small cat. She's only, uh, she was seven pounds when we got her. She is uh, 7.9 pounds now, so she's getting a little little fluffy, but she's so cute. And she plays by herself. I have her with a lot of toys that um, stimulate her, and and I love that for her. So yes, I have a cat now. <laughs> All right, enough about my cat. So I have a cat. Um, and our roommate is moving out. He is leaving in less than a week. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Silent. Okay, so that sounds mean. Um, here's the deal. He's inconsiderate. Um, and I have talked about him over the last year about just our friendship, but there is no friendship there. And, um, I my boyfriend's out of town this weekend, so it did spend the whole weekend. Um, it was raining and cold like every single day, so I spent the entire weekend indoors. And guess who also spent the entire weekend indoors? And we got along, and it it 
it's come to my attention that we get along as long as we are not talking about other people. Um, if he brings up my boyfriend and my relationship, we ain't getting along. If I bring up him and his relationship with this his uh, female companion, we ain't getting along. And the reason we don't get along is because he fails to see when he is... Um, he always thinks that he is right. No matter what the circumstance, he does not find anything wrong with his actions. Um, he's so quick to blame you for how you react, but he fails to see his own actions as a problem. So this weekend, I learned that his female companion uh, has pretty much stopped talking to him. And, you know, he says he feels hurt about it. And he um, he's reached out to her a few times wanting to just, you know, talk, talk about it because she wanted a relationship and he didn't want a relationship. Um, and so she feels rejected is these are her words. She feels rejected and she just doesn't feel like, you know, it's necessary to continue something. And he wants, he wants to stay friends and she just, it's not that she doesn't want to stay friends. It's just, you know, she's just doing whatever she's having her own peace. And then he tells me about this party in which there was a guy there that, you know, um, obviously is in an entanglement with her and, you know, he was a little bit jealous about it and he just, you know, it's not that she said that there's a, there's anything going on with him and her. It's just that he could just tell and everybody else was making it weird and he, it, it, it was a whole thing. It became a whole thing. And I'm just thinking to myself the entire conversation, like, okay, Anne, you're an adult. She's my age. And you are 29. He's 29. He's 29. She's 32. We we don't have these time for these games. So whatever. So he goes. Um, he just <laughs> doesn't find anything wrong with what he does. Um, he feels entitled to a conversation with her. He feels like it's owed to him that she tells him um, that she doesn't want to be friends or that she wants to take space he feels that she should do those things he feels entitled to it and and you try to tell him that you're not entitled to to that and regardless of of what you think about a friendship your assumption um it, it, it is not necessarily accurate and he's like well, if she respected me as a person then or as a friend, then she should want to do that. And for somebody, he always says that people should, should, shouldn't be in a vocabulary. And he, for someone who doesn't believe in that, he says it a lot. And I pointed that out to him as well. And when you point out his own fallacies to him, he doesn't like that. And it's like, bro, I'm not arguing with you. I'm literally using your logic to define your logic <laughs> And you're upset about it. And I, and I just, I've got tired of it. And so this, you know, the sense of entitlement that he has is that he thinks that she should 
have a whole conversation with him. And I said, well, what if that's her boundary? You know, what if she doesn't want to have that conversation? Now you're saying that she has to deny her position and what she believes in to appease you. And you don't see that as a problem. And that is the problem. The difference in communication styles. You communicate one way and you... He, 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 he enjoys arguing. He said that so many times. And then he's also admitted to pushing my buttons and then acting surprised when I pop off on that ass. So I've, I've, I've said numerous times over this weekend, like, you've pushed my buttons and then act surprised when I react. Oh, I can't be responsible for how you react. I said my reaction was my, you know, he said a lot of times that I overreacted. And here's the thing. I've come to realize that I never overreacted. I reacted. And I said it to him just like that. I reacted in the, way, in the manner in which it was appropriate for me to react. You do not get to define what's an overreaction to me. When you are pressing me about issues, you have no business pressing me about. And so I basically, you know, we, we had a cool weekend. It was cool. We hung out. We laughed. um but his presence in my house is is distracting because he's chaotic and that energy that he brings I'm I don't like and as a person who's empathetic I can feel his his sadness and his it's just an omnipresence and I I need it gone and so I told him very plainly that just straight up like this this was yesterday last night before I went to bed I said this is probably the last conversation you and I are gonna have with each other um my boyfriend comes back today um which is today by the way he didn't come back yet but he's gonna be back today and I am not gonna sit around and have conversations with you and so if you have anything to say to me anything you want to get off your chest you might as well go ahead and get that off your chest now but if not, it's been nice knowing you. He's like, well, I still have like my phone, you know, we can reach out. I was like, we've already, and I've said this to him, we have already established that telecommunications between you and I are not going to be a thing um, because you feel that when you are done talking, that I need to stop talking and I don't operate that way. I said, it was nice knowing you while I've known you. Oh, I'm lying through my fucking teeth. It's been chaotic. It's not been, it's not been unpleasant. It just hasn't been pleasant. It's what it was. It just was what it was. So I just said it was what it was. And then I said, respectfully, my boyfriend's not comfortable with me having a conversation with you. Cause that's the truth. He's not happy. He's not comfortable with me having a conversation with you. Um, like, like engaging in conversation or like that. And my boyfriend is not a jealous type. He's never really said anything to me of that effect. So I said, and if that's what he wants, so be it. And usually I wouldn't, usually if my boyfriend told me something like that, I tell him, you know, you don't tell me what to do. I talk to whoever the hell I want to. Um, but in this instance, I concur because of the constant um way in which my interactions with this particular individual can negatively impact my interactions throughout the day and make me a much more volatile person 
Um, and so because of that, I, I completely understand and I agreed. I wasn't going to tell him that, though, because that that he would perceive it as an attack on him, an attack on his persons. And he constantly does that. He constantly tries to. He makes everything super convoluted. You know, if you say the sky is blue, he will argue with you about that and he will he 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 looks to fight and he loves fighting and those were his words and it's tiresome he tiresome I never met somebody so exhausting in my entire life and and um so he saw my boyfriend was texting me the other night and um I was telling him how because it was super late it was like 3 a.m and like I said we were hanging out chilling nothing like that I promise you, nothing like that. Because remember, he's leaving. I'm thank God. So, um, he sees a text message from my boyfriend. My boyfriend's like, I can't wait for him to leave. And when he saw that, he was, he was kind of upset about it. He's like, well, I, I'm, he's upset. He's like, well, wow, I didn't know that he felt that way. And I was like, to be honest, that's the first I'm hearing of it, which is the truth. It was the first time I heard my boyfriend say like, oh. Uh, I'm so ex- I can't wait for him to leave. I'm so excited because he doesn't talk like that. He doesn't text like that. Um, so when he texted that and my phone was my phone screen was open and he saw it, you know, he wasn't exactly thrilled to hear that he is not wanted in the space that he's in. But to be fair, I mean, you you haven't been considerate of my household. You're messy. You you treated my house like a storage unit and you got too much shit outside the front of my house. Like we want our property back like I just look outside and I see my property value going down because <laughs> because all the shit that he he's piled up on my front porch and I've done so much to make my home look like a home and he's just so he's so good at manipulating that sounds so harsh but he just turns everything into a battle into a war and I'm 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 exhausted and I don't want to fight anymore in my life you know I've done enough I've been through enough and I'm just I'm ready for all of that to to end so I can get back to being me and so so now that's where I'm at I'm back to being me I'm <laughs> I'm opening a physical products shop I have a boot camp coming up um, that I'm going to be teaching at the start of next week and I am, I'm happy. I'm happy and I am, I'm, I'm excited for the future because I need to get back to being a healthy individual and that's why I took so much time off. But the more I think about it, it wasn't that I took time off intentionally and I've always said that doing these, these little podcasts, I don't care if anyone hears it, it's just a way for me to talk and get my thoughts out of my head. And it's a great way for me to kind of express what's going on in my life. It's my digital diary, yo. It's my digital journal. And I haven't done that. And and I've needed this. And I've needed to do this. And this is so important for me to maintain my sanity and my, my mental health. So I am... I'm excited to get back to this, this level of sanity, because, man, 
people don't say it, but other human beings can definitely make you feel more insane. They can they can create mental health issues for you. Um, and that is what it has felt like living in my household. And I just can't wait to open my windows and clear all that energy out. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> so that is where I'm at. And I there's so much more to cover, but I don't want this to go on forever. And I got shit to do. So I'm so excited. I'm excited for the future. I'm not even sure what days I want to schedule to because I need to get back to doing a schedule. I'm not sure what days I want to schedule to do my podcast. I think going back to Sundays is what I want to do. I think Sundays when I do my Sunday sessions, I was the happiest in my life. I was the most peaceful. Um, And I think that's what I want to do. I think I want to go back to doing my Sunday sessions, Sunday mornings, getting up and recording my podcast. Because every other day is too much, so... Yeah, Sundays is what I think I'm going to do. Sunday or Monday? Maybe Mondays. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to see what's what's a good day in my my life schedule, but I do think Sundays are probably going to be the best day for me. Yeah, or Monday. <laughs> All right, so it has been real. And I think everybody who does listen um and yeah. I don't know how to end this shit still, so <laughs> whatever. See ya.